Welcome back to Made in 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. And Kendon. This week, we are talking about what? War games. War games. War games. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. But first, let's go back to the 80s with some trivia. And I think it's my turn. Kendon, can you pass me the dice, please? Or you can just roll for me. A two, please. Where do you want to go? Over here? Sure. All right, we got purple. Which European museum reopened in 1989 with a 71-foot-tall glass and steel pyramid designed by Chinese-American architect I.M. Pei? It's for her, I.M. Pei? Is that the Louvre? Yeah, I would say so. It is. It's the Louvre. I.M. Pei. I.M. Pei. Cool. Give me some pie. Just so everybody knows, I'm ahead of everybody right now with pie. Um... Why do you think that? Because I already have four. We just gave him uh, his fourth, and you're getting your fourth right now, which means that on the next one, well, I'm assuming I'm going to get the question right next time. <laughs> I was like, in the future, you're going to be ahead of us in pie, but right now, we all have four pie. I just know that I, I'm, I'm up next. Okay. So, yay, the Louvre. What did we learn? That the Louvre was... Is there a R at the end of it? Do you pronounce it like Louvre? The Louvre. No, the Louvre. Louvre. Yeah. yeah. So that the Louvre reopened in 1981. Was no, that the cent- a central plot point in the Da Vinci Code? Yes. Probably. Okay. And in uh, the Tom Cruise National movie. National Treasure or something? No, the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, with the, with the Day After Tomorrow. No, John no, Reacher? No, not the after tomorrow. What's the one? Jack the one? Reacher, you mean? No, the one where the aliens show up and they the go worlds? back in time. Edge of oh, Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. The yeah, Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, it is. is that is That's where the, like, where the, the Queen, the, the queen thing, thing is down. Is in the loop. There's they're also... Gonna, they're, wait, they're making a sequel to they're that. They're making a sequel they? to that. Oh, good. That's no, there's also... It's not Hobbs and Shaw, but some action movie was at the Louvre recently, Probably a lot too. of them. It could have could have been... I forget which one. Cool. Who's 1989 looking forward to fast, fast Nine? Hmm? My hand is up. Yeah. Okay, so that relates into something that I've been doing, but we'll talk about that in a second after we talk about the news. So, 2020, March. What's going on? What's the news? We're in mid-March. I don't have any news. We're going to be in March than... Madness soon, uh, right? Yeah, It'll very be... soon. We'll, we'll see with this virus. They might be not playing games. Yeah. Even the, you think they'd even cancel that? They they do it without uh, people in the stands. Yeah, we wouldn't be watching it. That makes live. some sense. Nah. but the players would still play. They still play. Players gonna We'd, play. It'd, play, it'd probably play, just be play, players play, and TV play. people, yeah. broadcasters, and that's it. It'd be people. I, yeah. I think that's fine. You know the federal court is closed. <clears throat> yep. In Seattle, I do know that. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, this is weeks later now, so who knows in the future what this is going to be, but. It's interesting. I don't know if this counts as news news, but it's something I saved to mention on the podcast. Apparently, Lego has topped the list of the world's most reputable companies for the fourth year in a row, closely followed by Disney. Hmm. And both of those companies have shown up in the top 10 every year since 2011. I mean, Lego is consistently quality, right? Like, I trust when I get a Lego product, it's going to be legit. It's those. I'm going to get that satisfying click as they... Those pieces go together. Yeah. It's like therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I expect it. Now, I haven't watched the... Um, um, I think Kevin Arnett is the host and the, the Master Builder uh, competition yet. Oh, have, yeah. have either of you guys been watching that? No. 
I can decide. I'm not really good at like the master building thing. I like following the directions and putting together what they told me. I really to. like like goofing around. I like thinking that hard. Um, okay. But you know who's so it just says towards the bottom of the article. Notably absent from the top ten were the first and second. Okay, so the so when they first started this survey in 2011, who do you think the number one and number two are? You don't have to have them in order. Lego and Disney. No, not those two. <laughs> because they're no longer in the top ten. Oh. Who do you think would have been like really well respected in 2011? Major companies. Sony. I'll give you a guess. Walmart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're, <laughs> You're googling Apple. Oh yeah. Google and Apple were number okay. one and two in 2011. They're not even in the top ten anymore. Huh. Yeah. Well, didn't we just learn? I didn't read the link that you sent me, but like Apple was. <laughs> Apple was legit making their older versions slow down so that you would have you would be enticed so to buy the newer versions. So they don't claim legit. They're not claiming anything wrong. They They've are, settled. however, settling settling that lawsuit. Yes. yes. So Tim, did you submit a claim? No. Are you gonna? No, I don't. You should. Don't you want? Don't you want three dollars off of your next iPhone? <laughs> no. What are they offering? Twenty dollars? It's something. You're the only one who's read it. Remember. <laughs> I'm on Android. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm I'm good. Uh, All right. Uh, any other news? Uh, uh, no. 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 All right. What have you guys been up to? What are you thinking about watching, doing? So I found this really. Well, I saw this on the internet. This I saw this on the internet. I saw this on the internet. This country group group called Rumor RMR, and they did they sort of remix this Rascal Flatts song, and the song's called Rascal. Uh, Rascal Flatts obviously did not love it. Oh, to have down from the interwebs, oh. but. It's a fun song. I will put it in our group chat. Okay. It's a nice little Who's trap. Who's It's a country <laughs> group. But it's a nice little sort of country trap version of oh, the fun. song. Like Old Town Road? A little more country. A little more. But like very, Bubba Sparks? But very, but no. <laughs> a little less hip-hop than that. But very much very uh, hip-hop <laughs> lyrics, but, but but sung very Rascal Flatsy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Yes. Please share it. Anything else? That's it. I haven't watched much else. Um, no, I haven't been watching. Oh, the Outsiders is over. Did you like it? I it, well, it's over tonight. So okay. I love. I've been enjoying all nine episodes. I think it's been fantastic. Okay, that's the HBO show. Yeah, yeah. and Curb this season has been fantastic. Curb in two thousand has been really good. Really, we like the first episode. Do we watch? Yes. Mm-hmm. Of Curb. Yeah, Kurt, like the first episode, but we didn't remember what we left from last season, so we were going to go back a little bit and we then were. go forward again. Yeah, so that's on our our list of things to look forward to. Okay, so cool. So by the time this airs, Outsider will be done. It It'll looked done. too scary for me. It is. Yeah, you can't watch it. Okay. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just it's so. Just it's I don't so spend creepy. a lot of time in front of the TV without you. So yeah, you have to watch it. On There's the plenty to watch with me. We have so much. There's on our no way you know, which means but which means that these things that you can't watch are probably not gonna like I'll make it through Castlevania because I'll probably watch it on the train. But about that, and I said yes to Castlevania. I know you're right. Oh, so so like, the funny thing. Is no, like, no, but you have two seasons to catch up on. Mm. The funny thing is, like, there's part the early part of the season she could get through, but when it starts to get spooky, nah, nope, no. Nah. The, like the last three episodes, no. You know, I did recently make it through a ghost story. I did recently make it through a ghost story. Remember, I'm reading the Dresden Files books, so it's like this guy who's a wizard and he lives in Chicago and like is a consultant for the local police. It's kind of like True Blood, 
but humans. Well, he's not human. He kind of is. Kind of like Constantine? Maybe. But he's a wizard. Angelo like, says it's kind of like if Harry Potter grew up and had to get like a regular job, job yeah. in Chicago. Like. <laughs> so one of the books is based on ghosts. Like ghosts are acting up and like opening scene is like this ghost in a hospital. Um, what is that where all the babies are? In like the maternity ward or whatever mm-hmm. where all the babies are and like haunting them and like making them neonatal all st- nicu yeah like making them mm-hmm. all stop breathing um Ooh. ghost stuff yeah so i was like oh god this is really scary but i ended up listening continuing to listen and actually it became more magic and, and less rooted in like yeah spears so. yep right. so the ghosts are the ghosts are real but they are being the ghosts were being controlled Gotcha. So like it was less the ghost being scary. All right. Um so yeah, I did that. That that All right. Um uh, we'll, we'll work you we'll work you up to something. We'll yeah. we'll start with something something light. The witch? No. <laughs> Come on. Well, she's a, she's already seen the do you want to live deliciously scene, which is all I really want her to see. No. So that is funny cuz the other thing I've been up to is do you want to live abundantly? Oh. So um I don't know if I invited you Tim. I like you were on my list and then I lost my. That happens. You ever have um? <laughs> I'm starting like I was starting a text message, but it was going to be a group text. It's a long message, and I had a whole bunch of people added to it. And then I went to go check something. In fact, it was checking somebody else's name, like how they spell it, because they weren't showing up when I was trying to add their name. So I went over to WhatsApp to check, and when I came back, the whole message was gone, and I had to do it over again. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So did you probably didn't get a big group text from me yesterday? I did you? Did not. Okay. Well. If you're interested, I will forward it to you. Basically, I'm doing this like 21 day project or practice where you center yourself to live more abundantly and you're basically becoming more aware of the abundance that's all around you and basically being like anything that you need and want, you can attract into your life. You just have to choose to do it. Um, And so it's good because one of the things I like is that it's kind of making me refocus on like what it is that I want in the things first place. Things to be grateful for, too. Things to be, yeah, definitely things to be grateful for. And identifying, like, all of the things that you have around you that are making it work and right. and wonderful and that you can, That's you cool. have power over stuff. So, yeah, it's really fun. I'm liking it. And it's not too much time. Um, I'm not a meditator. And part of this includes a morning, like, a daily meditation. So that's not... I'm still not used to doing that. But, oh, um, but daily the, meditations tasks are good. Are, it is nice to have like a time to focus. It is. And then the tasks are not too hard. And yeah, I'm benefiting from it. So that's cool. And then the other thing I did was I went, I volunteered to be a judge for a high, the high school ethics bowl. Oh, nice. Um, it was so much fun. That well, high, sounded really interesting. Well, high school, was it at a high school? It was at the law school. So UW philosophy, um, Department of Philosophy puts it together with some of the, some other of the schools at UW helping and then the law school hosts it. And so... Um, high schools from mostly Seattle area, but my alma mater, Henry Foss in Tacoma, and was there too and some others. But um, yeah, so it's so cool because it's not debate and it's not about like, um, you know, arguing a point or yeah, it's not about argument. It's mm-hmm. about conversation and having a um, positive interaction basically and mm-hmm. in, in and judging these kids on how well they can have a conversation. Yeah. It's okay if you don't agree with your other the same members of your team. It's important. It's okay if you change each other's minds and if you change your mind. So basically they get this like ethical question 
or ethical scenario. And then each team will have, they'll switch sides at some point, mm-hmm. right? So they get a question and then they, um, one team presents it and says, okay, here are the ethical issues that we see. And here's the big question that we think you should, like, needs to be answered in order to address this problem. Mm-hmm. And here's what we think about that. And then I judge them based on, did they identify the, the like central dilemmas? And then they do enough consideration for differing viewpoints. Like, did they think about the other side and what others might say? And then the other team does a commentary. And the other team's commentary is, like, I judge them based on, did they identify points and delve into issues deeper and, like, basically further the conversation? What? Then they have a response, I think. The first team has a response. And then there's an open dialogue where, for, like, six minutes, the teams go back and forth. How long does this last? It's um, It was all day. Oh, it that's was, way too long. Well, so so it started at... <laughs> oh, no, that's way too long. So it's all day? So it started at nine <laughs> in the morning, and there was a break for lunch, and then it ended, that's I think, long. around six, but there oh, were like God. six or seven rounds in between. Jeez. No way. So I would say each round was like an hour. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, so they, they sit and they, um, in the open dialogue, they go back and forth about like, yeah, we really like how you mentioned this point, and we think that's really important, but what do you think about this thing? And then they can respond... And it can be members within the teams talking to each other. It can be the teams talking back and forth. And I'm grading them based on like, are they delving deeper into into this conversation, adding new elements, and are they being respectful? And like, just that's what it is. And then the judges get to ask them questions. And my questions are based on um, furthering their points and helping them kind of think about the issues further. And like, it, it was so much fun. First of all, Henry Foss won, which is very exciting. Is that why we're um, talking about this? No. Uh, we're not, we were going to talk about it anyway. They just happened to win. Um, but no, it was just so cool because it was just like a competition of, for kids to be able to think deeply and have positive conversations, which I think is like a skill that they can take into many different um professions so that was really cool it was really neat because like one of the teams that i judged in the first round was the the whole team were freshmen and sophomores and it was amazing how they were able to like identify issues and bring up things that some of the uh students who were juniors and seniors in later rounds didn't didn't necessarily hit on and i really liked being able to push them a little bit so like one of the like one of the scenarios was like the critics and pe- the skeptics on um, the personal donations for like Notre Dame. And should you have been spending that money on rebuilding a building or should you be putting that towards actually helping people? And like, where should this money be going and that kind of stuff. Mm. And, and then they're just talking about it and it was just, it was, it was really, really cool. So that's my new favorite volunteer activity. It was really fun. I hope that anybody who has a teenager considers having them do this. Because it's like ethics competition. Why not? It's a good thing, I think. Anyway, all right. That's what I've been doing. Did huh? you already go, Hendon? Nope. Okay, what have you been up to? What are you thinking about doing, watching, and listening to? Okay, so I started I started Who Killed Mar- Malcolm X? Probably because mm-hmm. you weren't around. Um, and the first uh, episode was interesting. Um, I don't have a lot to say, but it's a pre. It's like a, this is a preview of things I'll have probably a lot more to say uh. about later. But I was curious if Tim had started it. I did. Um, so I just watched the first episode, but what are you thinking so far? It's interesting. It's it's informative. It's a lot. Of, I mean, this is before my time. I mostly know about <clears throat> what happened through my father, who was in New York at the time. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting to get a like Malcolm X is one of like the formative movies for me. Um, 
but um, I, I'm looking forward to getting kind of a wider understanding of what was going on there, like the power struck, like the power struggle in between, um, like he and Elijah Muhammad and all of that mm-hmm. that was going on. Yeah, it's all all kind of stuff. The FBI was happening with the nation at the time. It's a lot going on. So there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, well, and even it's like been- the they they're kind of like the police were real lackadaisical about the whole thing. Of course, they were. and and like the hall that he was shot in. They ended up having a dance there a few hours later. Yeah. Like, they just kind of... It's know, a crime scene. It was a crime scene, but then they just went on with business as usual a couple hours later. Is the nation still around? Yeah. Yeah. That's Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan. You've heard oh, a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you've see seen it. them around, too. Like I don't see it. You, yeah, you yeah. have seen them around. They'll they'll have the, you know, the bow ties and that. I... I've been I with you when they've been around. around you. It's not something that that they're like announcing. I don't know how to put it. You've, I know I've been with you, and when some have been around, and Next they'll just time like you show tell up. me, hey, that's one. Sure, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll show up at the barber shop sometimes. Just yeah, I mean, huh. it's not like they have the hugest presence in Seattle of all places, mm-hmm. but so. yeah, okay. Usually clean cut with a bow tie. What else have you been up to? Um, now there, okay, there is a YouTuber named. Um, his channel is like Hello Future Me, (laughs) and yeah, he uh he does writing advice. I don't know how I got onto it because I'm not a writer at all, but he um gives advice on how to world build, how to to make certain sort of characters, what works, what doesn't work. But he also, I think, I probably got onto him because he like discusses things like different aspects of the Lord of the Rings and Tolkien writing, and also uses a lot of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Slash Korra references, um, like has videos about those, and so I don't know. I've had a whole whole lot of fun with it. Shalia, one of Shalia's younger sisters, likes to like write, um, so I sent her. I, I sent that via her mom. Um, this this guy because it's really positive. It's I don't know. It's fun. So um, it's really good background stuff for me when I'm doing other stuff. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of him lately. I really appreciate all of the thought that authors and writers have to put into this, like, especially when they're doing like fantasy and world building. Cause mm-hmm. like there's so many components to it. And honestly, for me, I always feel like I can imagine a world, but then I get bored and don't really want to finish it. Yeah. You need a lot so. of details. Like when he talks about like religions, you know, like wh- what does a religion, what purpose does a religion need to serve? And like, for instance, one thing that I, that you know you want to think of is, oh well, not everybody is going to agree with every aspect of the religion. Like you're gonna have factions. Like it's it's fun. And then like another one was mentor characters and how mentor characters will uh, what serve what purpose they tend to serve in a story and um, gives examples of different types of ones that are, you would be familiar with. Um, cause he's definitely on the younger end. He's probably in his early mid twenties, something like that, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I don't know. It's really fun. Hello, future me. And that uh, makes sense, right? Like, um, yeah, that's a great title. <laughs> I yeah. Think, for, the, for the topic. Cool. And then the last thing is just a ton of TikTok. I've become addicted and I keep sending people TikToks that I see. Which like, is there's so lots funny. of really fun, like, pet tiktoks that i love shalia thinks this is just youtube what youtube was before it's just yeah it's just a natural evolution of the cat videos that were on youtube and being shared around and then instagram and uh musically right You're right like, but everything is a natural to, evolution yeah. of what so, came before like, meh. <laughs> but i like the way that it's served up it's just like i watch this okay now flip to the next one okay this is fun flip to the next one but i do uh, like how funny they are i like watching cats get into cat fights <laughs> 
So <laughs> there's a great boxing match, literally. Like one, one of them in, in a box. box? Yeah. Um, and the one outside the box had like this perfect stance, the way it was standing on its hind legs, like like Street Fighter or something. Yeah. Yeah. Good form. So yeah, that's one I've been spending my time on. Yeah. Other than work. <laughs> okay. Well, are you guys ready to spend some time talking about war games? I'm ready. Yeah. This computer company is coming out with these amazing new games in a couple of months. And I want to play those games. How about mobile thermal nuclear war? Fine. I wonder if I should use my subs. 22 Typhoon-class submarines departing Petropavlovsk. What in the hell's happening here? War Games. Playing soon. So War Games 1983. <laughs> and not the War Games, the wrestling pay-per-view. They used to have for oh. WCW. WCW War Games. War Games. Wow. Yeah. Uh, War Games Not is, that one. I don't really remember any w, WCW was really on the decline by the time I started watching. Yeah. So this is our Although year. They had Ken better N sixty four games. They did. Go ahead. Honey. All right. So I was just saying this is the year that Ken and I were born. Nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty three. War Games, directed by John Badham. What else did he direct? I don't know. I don't know his name. Got a lot of credits. He directed Drop Zone, one of my favorite Wesley Snipes movies. Point of No Return, Through the Hardware, Burn on the Wire, Stakeout, Short Circuit. Oh, we're going to be getting the Short Circuit. Saturday Night Fever. Johnny Five feels alive. (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Five. Uh, Yeah, so he's he's got some, you know, got some chops. So, directed by him, starring Matthew Broderick as David Ali Sheedy. Who I totally forgot about it in this. And it's funny because she's just so not the character from Breakfast Club. She's not. She's very normal. She's very normal. Uh, wait, so wait, who is she in Breakfast Club? She's, um... Da, da, Allison. Shalia, you pointed her out and I was like, I don't She's Allison in Breakfast Club. What what character is that? You Wait, you don't remember her from Breakfast Club? Wait, is she the, the basket case kid? Yeah. The liar oh. girl. I mean, there's only two girls in Breakfast Club. She's the one with like the heavy dark makeup, and then they like make her up to be pretty. Uh, and right, you're right, like, right. I thought she was more interesting. Yeah, right. that one. Okay. So John Wood plays Falcon. <gasps> Wait, Falcon's sorry. in this? Where's his shield? Falcon. Dabney Coleman plays McKittrick. Barry There's Corbin the- is General Berenger. Juan Clay is Pat Haley, um, and Dennis Lipscomb plays Watson. Which one of those is the guy from the very beginning who's also in West Wing? And he's just like, I won't turn the, I won't turn the key. I need to get someone on the phone first. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. I, was really I know who you're talking about, but he doesn't have much of a role past well, that. Well, that's what no. I was surprised about because like, there's him who's like famous. That was way before West Wing was a long time ago. Well, way there's like a huge gap between. Yeah, but war I, games he's and been in stuff in between, and so yeah. I thought he was going to be a major, and then the major was in there. Yeah, but like there's a lot of just like there's a lot of familiar faces. faces. Yeah, yeah. All right, who wants to say what this movie is about? Kenan, do you want to go? You know, I always get distracted. Sure. Um, so this movie is about a kid who is, well, let's see. A kid who is a hacker. Who, He's a hacker. Who manages to hack into what is basically Skynet. It's like a, a computer that they that the military, part of the military, wants to turn the responsibility of launching uh, the ICBMs. Like the authority over to this machine. What do you want to say? What ICBMs are for people who may not know? What uh, they are? Intercontinental ballistic missiles. Right. So that's so, where our new our, one aspect of our nuclear triad. Okay. Which included um, nuclear submarines and bombers as well. Yes. So basically, the nuclear launchers—they're the ones who. 
So instead of a human, make it lost. So it's going to be a computer. They, yep. So that's the very overall arching is that he hacks in, he starts to play a war game with it. The computer thinks it's a game. He thinks it's a game, but then it turns deadly real. Yeah, because it list it's like a bunch of list. The, t- the computer lists a bunch of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then towards the end, it's like yeah, global nu- uh, geothermal nuclear war or whatever. Yeah, and that's the game he chooses to play. He's yeah. like, of course. Why not? Why, would, Why not? Chess? I'm curious what would happen because right above it, it was like chemical weapons, yeah, and biological weapons as well. Stuff on that list. Like, like, okay, so those were options. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what it's about. But I really appreciate how it starts off, which is it turns out that it is a test of uh, a nuclear launch test, mm-hmm. and one of the two people refuses to turn the, the final key. Yeah. ignition key. Um, it's a scenario. Does he get running. shot? So the- no, no, he does not because you see what him one happens? more time. Oh yeah, we do we. Yeah, yeah. we see him later. Twenty two. When they're installing, they're installing the computer. Oh, that's right. We do. And see you it. see him walking. He's just like. And it turns out here. that like that they aren't the only ones tested. They tested across the yeah. board, and only twenty two percent went through with it. And now that's crazy. One, I think one thing scenario. that I think yeah. you should know is that these or these are people who are already selected as people who will take this order when given. Mm-hmm. Right. When so twenty two percent of people who are already selected for. Um, they still wouldn't do it. No, I thought it was interesting because he oh, he wasn't saying he wouldn't do it. He just wanted to talk to a person first. Like they're sitting there and they get this message that says do this thing, and it's a computer message. And he's like, let me get let me talk to somebody. But he wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. But he was like, let's get somebody on the phone. Like if he, I think if he had reached somebody in that's not how command. the military works i know i know i know but i do think that, and like, the difference between hearing you, somebody you, say yes that's this is correct it's the but right, here's the thing so, like, so, so like, okay i'm gonna push within the logic of this the belief is that this war could have already started might already be over so whoever you're hearing on the phone could be an enemy like the, the idea is this is supposed to work like how do you even put it like not anonymously, but like you're siloed, literally siloed off in this little part. You get this signal. You're, you're supposed, supposed to act mechanically. Yeah. So I, wait, wait, hold on. Let me talk to my manager. No, it's not do it. at all supposed to be in the. Yeah, I know, but still, I do think he would have pushed the button if he had been able to talk to a human to say yes. You're sure, correct. This is the that's plan. Not, that's not how the, the job. system needs to work. That is not the job. And the I job just, is you get this message and you do it. Remember, you ever watched Lost? Remember when they were getting the stuff in the cave? And he just had to put in those numbers. Yeah, he had to put in that sequence of things every whatever. He just did it because that was he, the job. What, what happened if he didn't? The the island messed up, and eventually it did when he did because people didn't believe him. They're like, "You're just doing this. This is some sort of test. You're, nothing's really going to happen." But one time they didn't do it on time and it started so it started freaking out. So they put him in. Huh. But you know the idea that like Jacob would get these messages. I don't know if it was Jacob. Joshua. No, no, in the in, in the loss. He oh. would get these me- <laughs> so he would have to get up and just do it. And he just did it. Like that was his job. He was in this bunker and he just did it. And that was it. Did you watch Lost? Not very far. Desmond. In. It was Desmond. Desmond would get these messages. I didn't watch. So, no, yeah. so I'm curious. So, so season two, he would just, this guy in this bunker would get like, oh, I got to do this. And he would just type in the thing. And that was it. And that was all he did. He worked out, stayed in there, ate. That was his job, and so similar to the war games, like that's the job. Mm-hmm. You just kind of do it. And, and so, only twenty two percent of you are actually going to. Yeah. So for this, Turns for out. the for purposes of this uh, movie, I want to talk about something I think was an influence on it. And there's a, a really amazing. I don't like a lot of really old movies. There's a really amazing old movie called Twelve Angry Men that a lot of people probably heard of. Um, 
well, the same people who made that also made one called Failsafe. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the plot of Failsafe, either of you guys? You've nope. told me about it a little. So in Failsafe, what, this takes place in was made in like 1961 or 1960. So at that time, um, we had bombers like continuously in the air. I want to say that were that had hydrogen bombs ready to drop on different Russian targets or different enemy targets. Um, and if they got a if they got confirmed uh, to attack, basically they would go dark. Right. Once they got that, that mm-hmm. uh, they were just like, okay, we're not taking any more messages. We're not taking anything else because it could be a trap or whatever. We go and we try to bomb this target. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I won't give the whole thing away what happens after, but at some point they're like, oh shit, this was a mistake. It was, it was a mistake. They accidentally got it, but now we don't, we can't contact these people. They send fighter jets to try to shoot them down and the fighter jets are not able to catch it. And so they end up crashing in the ocean because they've used up all of their, their fuel, or whatever, trying to catch it. This, they eventually bomb, I don't know if it's Moscow or what. They bomb a major Russian city. You made me watch this because then the president has to decide whether to let them bomb California in retaliation. New York. New York. And his wife is there. His wife is in New York. And the only way he can prevent full out nuclear war is to allow them to bomb New York while his wife is still there. And the only thing they're trying to do is get out a bunch of financial records because like, they're like, our economy will collapse if we don't have these banking records. But they can't. They can't just tell everybody to evacuate the city because of slash uh, first panic and two because that would not be a fair trade off with yeah. the Russians essentially. So you ended up watching that movie with me. Yeah, huh? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you I've remember if you liked it or you just found it interesting? It was like eating vegetables. <laughs> because the other thing is, this movie takes place almost entirely in two locations. One is in NORAD, like which is where a lot of this movie takes place. And the other is the pilots, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it you see on screens. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's why I like, like, 12 Angry Men is also a play. So it all takes, you basically all takes place in that jury room. So you get, in, 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 um, failsafe, you get all of this, like, intellectual, like, back and forth, like, what trade offs of, of millions of lives based off of this. And this, this, it's really, I don't know, it's really good. Um, anyways. So I think that that's uh, like for anybody who is interested in this movie, which turned out to be a lot less of a goofy movie than I was expecting. Um, a lot of these sort of ideas I feel like were carried over or carry over from that um, from that movie as well. I believe that. Tim, I still think you should watch it, even though you know what happens. I'll watch it. So, so. this is 1983. Um, so Space Odyssey, 2001 Space Odyssey was before this, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the seventies movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the 70s. And then uh, Terminator. Terminator was nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Okay, so this is right before that. So mm-hmm. maybe this influenced that a little. I think the cold, the Cold War in general influenced yeah. a lot of this stuff. Yeah, the sure. idea that we were constantly on the brink of destruction, whether it be Watchmen comic or yeah. whatever. There are plenty of pop culture things because it was a very tense thing. There were we were doing drills and I was in school about like See, we weren't that's funny weren't. like and there's not we a did. huge difference between you and i or you and us in age but they were still you still I remember, remember doing, that. doing i remember having like classes where we talked i was in you know, obviously elementary school where we talked about safety if there's a nuclear bomb yeah. like what mm-hmm. happens a nuclear fallout like, we learned all of this in school that's but how crazy. accurate was it was just all like actually you were just I mean, your we're skin kids. was gonna melt off and yeah. you were gonna yeah it's gonna be a bright light and we're done yeah 
And we were hiding watching, under your desk and does not yeah. help. We were watching videos of it and like, you know. But the happens. crazy thing is is that they didn't really know what was gonna happen. No because by the time you were in school, we were I mean, say you're even nineteen eighty five, yeah. right? You're forty years of technology further than what was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mm-hmm. right? Those were atom bombs versus you're talking about thermonuclear weapons by, you know, by the time we get into the eighties. And I, I don't think they had very much actual data on what would happen, no. but that is a sound. It was probably going to be devastating. It was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it, It's such a bandaid idea, like placebo idea that duck and cover or get behind I don't know, get into a cabinet or whatever people were claiming was going to happen. Like, lots of bunkers, lots of underground shelters. Yeah. What was, did, did they have underground shelters at your school? No, no, no. 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 But they, yeah, they, yeah. they were conscious that that's how people survive with the underground shelter. You can, you can do that. Yeah. I thought that was like all the 60s. I didn't think that people oh, were yeah, living no. that way in the 80s. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then it all ended a few years later. Yeah. That's the it crazy thing. And what did you say? Partially like uh, Reagan having a conversation with Gorbachev and being yeah. like, hey. So he was what con- was considered a real hardcore cold warrior. Like he was very anti-communist, but also, I guess, kind of anti-nuclear weapons. That At least that's what the story is. And that he was at like a summit in Paris or somewhere with Gorbachev, who was the leader of uh, the Soviet Union at the time. And I guess he dismissed all of the rest of the staff except for the the translators. Mm-hmm. And they went into like a room and he was like, you know, if we were to be attacked by aliens, would you would you you know come and help us? And Gorbachev said, yes, yes, I would. And uh, Reagan was like, I feel the same way about you. And I guess after that, like a lot of tension for that meeting at least um, was lifted because it was kind of like if you from a certain vantage point, these problems seem kind of ridiculous. And having not grown up, like I was born, but like the the Berlin Wall would have come down when we were like five or six. I remember watching that happen on TV. Wow! Yeah, and that's a huge. Like, well, I kind of remember this happening, but I was super well, great, super young. Well, my great grandmother, we watched it. Yeah, yeah. And so I did not know. Um, she knew it was bigger than I, I did because she remember yeah. she was. God, how old was how old was Pauline? My great grandmother. My granny was. She could have been born in the nineteen tens, right? Yeah, she probably was. Which means she she saw like the, the this whole thing happen. A whole thing happened, and yeah. so she was definitely like, "This is a huge moment." And I was like, "Really?" She was like, "Yeah." But so she like, she was able to sort of impart on me sort of the weight of it. Yeah, I, I just remember songs about it and videos and you know people spoofing in on shows. But to somebody like me, it's offensive the idea that they may have killed millions of people over economic policy, essentially. Yeah, like. And it's even more so because here they're they're super serious. Like we might just do we might do this. And this is 1985. We said 83. Mm-hmm. 1983. Six years later, these systems fell apart on their own. Governments change. Mm-hmm. Like and also like it, it's also important I think to keep in mind that we are like all of those nuclear weapons that were pointed at us are still pointed at us. We're not in an ideological battle with Russia anymore. But we're still the most, the biggest nuclear threat to Russia and vice versa. So those, we're still under. I don't know where China's at in that list anymore. Three, I think. Yeah, we're probably third. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody has them. Well, all these major, major countries. (laughs) Yes, they still have them. So then can we get to the, um, to the end? Can we talk about the end of like, and where the computer basically teaches itself? This was 
a little bit problematic to me that like it couldn't figure out that there was no winning or this concept of the because that's no what winning. that's what the guy tells when they that's go to they meet say. him he says it doesn't it never learns sort of futility and then, and then it's, like it's okay to just give up yeah and then instead they teach it or t- teach it to play tic tac toe and within a couple minutes it's like oh wait I figured it out now yeah which was a little like okay well, it learned you exponentially that before? yeah <laughs> yeah but, but he didn't figure it out I, I my guess is he didn't figure it out that tic tac toe was the answer until years later himself the Fair. doctor okay but so like it figured it and out and I thought he could have said connect four as well because I hate that yeah. game same <laughs> same <laughs> well the idea that or or wait 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 Jenga. Because once you once you lose a game of Jenga and you have to clean it up, you're like, why did I play yeah. this to begin with? Why was I playing this why game? I played a blue game of cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but one of one of the things I me mean, back to Julia's point earlier about the beginning of the movie, I think, and the point they make at the end with the tic tac toe and the futility comment earlier on is that there's a human element to war because there's a human cost to it mm-hmm. that a computer's not going to know. No, it can't know. They're not. Well, going I do all types of reckless things in video games. Yeah. Like, if you're playing a strategy game, because they don't mean anything to you. So, if you're a machine, like, these numbers, there's that, that famous Stalin quote, which may or may not have, have happened. But he's like, one one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic, yeah. right? So, what does this computer, in 1983, compare, even compared to, like, the more advanced computers we have now, what does 20 million dead mean to a computer? Do you remember Ex Machina? Yeah. So, at the end, when she leaves him... She, there's no, she just is she she's not thinking about the fact that he's gonna die she just leaves she's not thinking about it she knows it it's a little data point yeah and she moves on she moves on she's fully aware of what's happening and doesn't Did you watch that movie yet? No. does not miss a stride but i remember talking to the director alice garland we were talking about whether or not computers were bad and he was like they can be what we, what we program them to be if we yeah. program them to be a certain way they'll be that way but the idea that a that a that you know Terminator wise or whatever that a computer will somehow take on these nefarious Evil, ideas yeah. is like, what are we programming it to do? Exactly. Well, that we were talking about that, that really... with the Whopper too, right? Like mm-hmm. you're Kenan putting that out like as soon as they explained the Whopper, yeah. and we're like, it's been training and like thinking, running all it's these. It's been thinking war, about World War Three, and it's, it's like, well, then life. that's what it's thinking. Yeah. Like those are the images it has, and that's what it's like. It's a war machine. It's a war. It's it, meant it, for it, war. Yeah. Th- there was a story a few years back where they basically designed a psychopath program or a psychopath robot. I think it was a program because they just fed it the worst yeah. images on the internet yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. And, and it was the, just like... It created something that was crazy. Yeah. And I grew up watching Star Trek, so my... Like, I love Terminator, right? right? I love that sort of thing. But I'm also like, you could create a data, something that yeah. wants to be better. You could have a made like the Jetsons. It doesn't have to be a killing machine. It doesn't have to be. But so you don't have much. to be boss of dynamics and putting guns in robots' hands. You right. That's yeah. one of the things you, I you love about these movies. You don't have to put a gun in its hand. <laughs> one of the things that. I love about these movies, though, is that they know that humans are flawed and that likely likelihood but of it happening the is... Thing. They'll is most likely try to weaponize humans are something. Flawed, but our logic isn't humans are flawed, so we have to kill. There's other options for improving flawed things. Yeah. But the movies always kind of reduce it to, so we obviously got to kill them all. It's like but Thanos, right? Go, his, his idea is like killing oh, his everything. This was so ridiculous. It's like, well, couldn't you and use the stones? Only killing half. But, but couldn't you use stones? But his reasoning else? made no sense. His reasoning made no sense because he could have done what? anything. Yeah. That's a sidetrack, but 
but the he idea that he was doing it to impress Lady Death in yeah, the comics makes more sense. Makes more What's sense. way yeah. more sense. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a betrothal gift. Almost. Yeah. I'll kill half of everything. Will you please? I'm bringing yeah, you these do. flowers and she's not impressed. He's yeah. like, well, man, I killed a bunch of people for you because it's Lady Death. That you makes more that. sense. But I wanted to roll just really quick back to you're, you're talking about um, Eva or Eve yeah. in um, Ex Machina. But also, like, how do you feel when you take an antibiotic? Right? Yeah. It's just, it's part of your natural desire to, you. huh? I'm not following you on that. You take an antibiotic, you're killing, what, tens of thousands, oh, millions okay. of living creatures. Granted, not sentient, but. But they're in me. They're, they're, me. they're, they're a threat to your existence. Are you saying that if I'm ex- a pacifist, I shouldn't be taking antibiotics? No. no. I'm saying exactly the opposite. I'm just saying that you're. You exist on a different level. I'm not saying better or worse or anything like that. On a different, like, cognitive level or something like that. This this machine, which in the movie, you it has been convincingly making you think that it might con- it might care what happens to Caleb. Yeah, might happen to Caleb, but it didn't this it whole time. Did. It was all a calculation, and not and not an evil calculation like you were saying. None of that. It was a I need to get outside of this building. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this thing has done what I needed to do, it's in the past now. Yeah, he's gonna die in this in this room because she's. It's been set up such that he he's locked in this place and cannot get out. He's gonna die, like suffocate or have no food. He's just gonna die. <laughs> Very slow, painful death. But that's not even a, a, a thing. That her she's thing was like her whole job was like how do I? It's like a maze. How do I get out of this maze? How do I get out of this maze? She got exactly. out the maze. Mm-hmm. She didn't care what. It, None of that computed for her. Like, what and was then happening? What you see at the end is what? Because she makes it to a city. Yeah, makes it to a city. What are the implications of a being who's not evil, but whose uh, set of um, how do you say like uh, uh, cause and effect or yeah. or something like that is just different than ours is. Mm-hmm. Um. So we got. Oh no, we're not too far off because really, mm-hmm. I do think that that this movie and and um. Terminator, like the fact that they're so close together, this was a thought I, I think that makes makes a lot of sense that we're talking about looking first of all, you're you're looking for people who will, when told to push a button and turn a key that will kill millions of people, will do it without thinking. The world is already becoming more computerized and um automated. Imagine like the people who are adults at this time, you know, they were they grew up in the '60s or the '70s, mm-hmm. and they're seeing automation, like computerized automation, in real time. Yeah, and so they're like, "Well, you know, of course we're gonna just we're gonna turn the nuclear weapons over to computers. The computers will make the, it's, it's, it's the natural progression, the most, <laughs> right?" And you know, the, the the tech people are always will always try to push the idea that that it's more that. F- yeah, it's or more that efficient. it's more fair, or that we should run our elections on this app. Or we should do any of this other stuff because machines, I mean, they don't make mistakes or they don't do like These flawless beings are just going to do what they're told. Yeah. Or just do what they're supposed to. Not even just do what they're yeah. told. You know, but they're gonna yeah, operate. I, get, I get what you're saying. And it's it's a huge, crazy fallacy to me. That it is. Because it, they don't make calculations based off of what we make calculations on, which is being able to look into another person's eyes and yeah. have, yeah. I mean, now we're, now we're about to get to like Blade Runner or something, like the importance of seeing somebody's soul or seeing just into like them. i just it's like important. um i could have gotten some free pants the other day because the there was no way for them to put it in the system and charge me for those pants but instead they're like oh we can't we're just gonna throw these away because 
we we have if we put it in our system we can't put it in the system any other way or whatever like so somebody else got a free pair of pants nobody got a free pair of pants yeah like if somebody goes and checks they throw them in the garbage i don't know where they put them but Uh yeah like it's not like i but just like you can't have exceptions or that you take the humanity out of things yeah you can't you can't the the computers aren't going to make decisions like that like um or like uh, excuse me, that was on sale. <laughs> it's yeah. so over there. It doesn't say so on the barcode, so what do you want to do about it? Like, yeah. I mean, you can literally, you know, a computer may choose to say, well, 9,999,999 is one threshold, but 10 million is, like, like it has to, it works, the way that they're set right now, they're working increments. Like, you can see that it does not see things in shades Exactly. Or gradations. Right. You know? Yeah, right. Unless you, you have it programmed too, right? Like No, I don't think we can, can program, program that in. We don't have the ability area. to pro- program very, in. But you judge- can. It's very binary. Right now, yeah, he's right. It's like a, it's like a set of very complicated if-thens. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, well, this is philosophy at this point. <laughs> I was say, speaking of ethics, Bull. I don't think that we work on an if-then system. Yeah. But what's weird is that when did that happen? Because I believe ants do. If, like, if, 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 When did maybe, that emerge as a or, concept that, or do we? Do we? Uh-oh. We do. We do. But I don't know if a computer, like if I chose Coke over Pepsi, I, I know a computer can tell me I chose Coke over Pepsi, but I don't know if it can tell me why, right? It might be linked to my childhood. It might be linked to yep. a, a memory with a friend or an ex-girlfriend or whatever. That's that's the thing that it misses, like which well, they, can which can le- which can often tell you why these things are happening consistently or why they're not happening. Well, they and still the utility can't tell the of the program, a dog and a cat. Yeah, huh. and the utility of the program, it, it might be doing the utility that you want of like, okay, we don't care why, we just know that Tim is likely to pick Coke over Pepsi or right. whatever it is, right. and like it can it, they can project it in terms of like what it's going to sell or whatever. But yeah, they can't they can't say why. And so if something changes, they yeah, won't or, or if he finds a bug in his Coke one day yeah. and never wants Coke. Like, and and, and like, there's been this you know, constant conversation about people of color sort of being left off of these tech things because they're not necessarily considered when they're, these mm. things are created, right? Yeah. Because we have a different experience in this world. And so oftentimes, you know, not that necessarily tech is racist, but if, you're not, not put it, in if you're not putting the component yeah. in there, how are they going to know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like we got. We talked about the the plot of this movie much more. Yeah, I think the concepts in this movie are maybe is... more important than the plot. Okay, well, yeah. one of the things I, I think is too. very funny. The, I agree the, with you. The plot, the concepts are way more important than the plot. The concept of like what's happening is yeah. The plot yeah. is pretty simple. But and the, the really plot thing is, is really funny. Like you've got so you've got Matthew Broderick, this like computer nerdy kid who changing grades in the computer. Yeah, who's just like doing this. Okay, so oh, whoops, I might have started World War Three, and I know what's going on. So no one goes, believes me. They take him <laughs> into like. Take a fairy (laughs) that doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's that. There's that. But like, so he's he's part of his mission is like get information where it needs to be Mm -hmm. to get to the right people who are going to make good decisions. But aside from that, like he's they're not doing anything. They're not kids who are like got some secret code or have some secret power or some some agency that matters. (laughs) They're just kids. They're just there. I'm like, what are you doing? But it reminded me how how old things are. Like they're outside of. A system, yeah, which allows them to think outside of a system, and, well, and they're, they're already, also audience surrogates. Yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of the point. And the military is very they're, much they're, like we're, yeah. we're doing stuff. They're our they're very rigid. They're yeah, they're very rigid, yeah. and they are our um, 
yeah, our way in to like witness what's going on. But, but like up, they really don't need to be there. I kind of because the little stuff like when he buys his plane ticket, like, do you want smoking or non-smoking? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was the thing. Why were they flying out of Chicago to Paris? That's what I thought. In that was a weird question. Because <laughs> they did make it clear they're in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, and you know him using a payphone. Yeah. Them smashing through the gate is the funniest part. Oh my god! <laughs> like, right so we're gonna do this. Why did they put the doctor's address in Oregon when clearly he could have been, like you said, on one of the islands in Washington? He could have been in Bremerton or Bainbridge. Yeah, because or, they don't. It, it, I, we're like, what ferry is he taking? And that's clearly where they shot it. <laughs> they clearly shot at one of our islands. But like, yeah. no, he's in Oregon on an island. Why is he in Oregon? Like, what ferry just goes to Oregon? Maybe they're just trying to, like, have diversify and get audiences I'm going to Google Oregon, Oregon to ferries and see what shows up. I, we, we should, because we might be super, like, <laughs> Super um, wrong. Someone's <laughs> like, no, there are ferries in Oregon. That's true. We could be very wrong. We did not fact check that. Yeah. We just don't it is, think I, Wait, is there maybe a ferry that goes there? over the mouth of the Columbia? Because no one's ever told me I'm taking so. a ferry it's down to Oregon. I've never heard that before from I, anyone I know. I, I, well, I don't like, get it either. But they don't have the sound Colorado. He flew from Colorado to... Oregon. To right? Oregon, yeah. What, did she drive down to meet him? Yeah. Yeah, the couple hours. Anyways. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> On her little motorbike? It's like, it's like you, <laughs> yeah, could, no. you could simplify this by yeah. just being like, he li- yeah. yeah. Anyways, this is Seattle stuff. I had a, um, a glimpse of Julia Roberts in Conspiracy Theory where she would always run that night. Mm-hmm. And Mel Gibson was like, creepy stalker. Actually, I haven't seen that movie in a while. It's a but good movie. He would like watch her running, right? And then towards the end... When she's in the chase and he's like, you've never seen her run. And I, I thought of that when um, the girl in this, because you see she runs mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. comes by his house. And then like later they're running and she's ahead of all of them. Yeah. It's like she's faster than all of yeah, them. She's like Black Panther in, in, in Captain America. And, yeah. I love the way they made him. <laughs> <laughs> the Wakanda fight. Like, yeah, they would be in front of everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just sprinting down towards the fight. <laughs> Uh, I love that scene. Why did they run into that second pole and then they just like, yeah, they over the second, and it flipped oh over and everyone just hops out like we're wait, good. Wait, 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 the second gate you the second mean? Second gate, yes. and it, but then they slam to like a pole thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was and weird. everyone gets up and no one's hurt everyone and they just, they just the, the keep thing the, the jeep flips. Wait, and I don't know if they're wearing a seatbelt. The didn't no, they have authority they to be there? Yes, where, remember they, the woman was like, "Get in, we're not going to hold the door for you." But they up. sped through everything. I don't know. They would have gotten shot, which is always really. Yeah. But then, like, I just yes. when did she? The, this woman who like works on the computers with the other guys, like, when did she all of a sudden become like? Yeah, Hurry people up, just, guys, you're coming. People in, just kind of make a really quick turn when it's like a very tense situation. It was like, oh, you know what? I'm making a complete 180 right now. Bring yeah. these, you know, bring these children in to save yeah. the world. So you also have the thing, right? You're right. They would have been shot, but there are people who whose job it would be to make sure nobody gets in when these doors are closing. Yeah, there's closing, a reason you're closing Knowing them. that they're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my, my job is to make sure other people get into this bunker because you guys started a nuclear war. Yeah. yeah. I got to so stay out here. Like, I got to stay out here. <laughs> that was one of the crazy we'll parts cooked. was this like, okay, and I didn't like how they were saying it, but what? like, okay, pre- Mr. President, we have not confirmed this, so we're just going to write it out. Yeah. And then they're like on the phone with the other people outside, like who are going to be targets. And they're just like, all right, I'm here with you. We don't, we don't know if this is happening or not, but it was funny because they didn't say it in a way of like, we have hopes that this isn't real. No. We think maybe you'll be okay. Nope. But no, nope. that's a, yeah. I don't think that's a military thing. No, it's no. not, and that's like, the thing. It's gonna be okay, buddy. But like, <laughs> like, instead of just like, sorry, we're just gonna be on the phone with you while this happens, yeah. and then like, hey, are you guys still there? <laughs> like, still there? Yeah, we are. Can you hear me now? But it was just like, wow. Oh, you're, you you're still alive. Wow. Wow. That's great. I mean, All right. 
Kudos. Sorry about it. Good for you guys. You like shit your pants. Like, <laughs> yeah. <we're... laughs> oh man. Yeah. So they made like, this kind really... of like paid extra pay. Do you get for that? So there's a podcaster I love called uh, named Dan Carlin. He does history podcast. He has a couple of good ones uh, that are about um, nuclear war. And one of the most recent ones, he's interviewing a historian of you know the nu- of this nuclear period, um, and he talks about how early on. The people who were in charge of this were came from a background of the bomber command in World War II where they used to carpet bomb things or firebomb. So they used to be just like – they just targeted the entire Soviet mm-hmm. Union. It was just like, no, we'll just drop a bomb. We'll like destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And within a, like a military generation, so say 15, 20 years later, they were starting to get pilots who had like flown in Vietnam or Korea where it was more tactical – and they were like, mm-hmm. not, by by that time, it's like, well, we're aiming at actual tactical targets as opposed to trying to wipe out in the entire area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that was an interesting, um, like, uh, discussion of of how the nuclear policy started to change over yeah, time. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it, it has like to do with like learning. What? what, what uh. Yeah. What? Who did you have in charge of this? To be, what weapons did they have? What did they come up doing? Yeah. What What's their experience based from? Yeah. Which is what they're using. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, Tim, did we do war games and say anything back to back because of Seattle? No, I had no idea. That's so weird. Yeah. So how did you? Why did you pick war games for us? I was cover? talking about war games because of they've got that scene where it's mentioned in Captain America: Winter Soldier when they're down in the bunker and the computer oh, yeah, the to see Zoloff and the computer comes on and Carl Johansson and Black Widow says. Would you like to play a game? And Chris <gasps> and Captain America says, I got that I get reference. That. Yeah, yes. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I got like, that it. reference. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, I know that one. Oh. She's, like, she's like, oh, okay. He knows yeah. that one because he's seen this He's movie. seen the movie. Whoa. There's all these computers down there when they're in the bunker. It's a great scene. I didn't scene. get it. Yeah. I did not get that I didn't get reference. it either. It's a great That's scene. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Now so I was like, hey, we should do war games. I didn't say anything. I saw it on my Hulu, and I was like, hey, we haven't done that yet. And it's a fun sort of rom-com kind of movie. So This yeah. movie was, seemed even more authentically Seattle than um, Say Anything did. Because it, it was so just the right type of, of, of yeah. soggy. <laughs> Fairy ride. Yeah. It was kind of, wasn't sunny, but wasn't like super rainy or gray. Yeah. It was kind of just like partly cloudy, partly sunny. Well, yeah. and there's like a scene at UW campus. Yeah, the scene at the campus at UW. That, so that was a legit, like most of this movie was either It's why people run around in shorts. It's not really hot outside. <laughs> Colorado or California, but the fairy scene. And I think the island scene where they find the doctor, and definitely when they go to visit the computer people at the university, who those never are... came back. I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, so that was that was definitely Seattle. That we we uh, found it on the map. The it's the north part of North Campus between uh, Campus and Greek Row. So, anyways, that was legit. Yeah, it was legit. It was fun. I was I was glad to do it. We at some point we need to do like a. I'm sure they already have it. Like a movie scenes based in seattle scavenger hunt like the monorail from harry henderson's and just all all of this stuff because there's so much so much um yeah so the last thing i want to i would want to say about the plot is that it seems like the end of the movie they come around to making the machine think more human right to make a more human choice Mm -hmm. which makes it better but at the beginning, they were trying to cut humans out of it. Uh-huh. So is this all like a really expensive, unnecessary solution? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seems like it. So it definitely is an anti-nuclear war movie. It's a little on the nose by the end, 
where it's like the only way to win is not to play. Like the movie is really just saying yeah. what it what it has to say. But um, I I, I like this movie. Well, it's kind of cool because this it it did that in 1983. So the war yeah. is not done yet, but it does tell us a little bit of where folks were leaning. Some yeah. at least being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah, really interesting. Okay. And of course, the the doctor had to be British. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, what were influences from this movie? Tim would probably know. I mean, Eagle Eye, right? Huh? Eagle Eye. Like Shia LaBeouf with his yeah. girlfriend running yeah. around. That was his this. girlfriend. She was another person. She was another person. Yeah, Mitchell Monaghan was another person who they were. And he, the computer put them two together. Yeah, but then they end up together. I mean, in the end. Yeah. But. That's my point. Like <laughs> running around with the girl, not yeah, his any girlfriend. Com- any movie yeah. where there's a computer that like is doing something that's gonna kill people, this is it. Yeah, Terminators of the world. Because um, Terminators not not. Have you ever see drone? This like. Drone. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No, drone is a movie no, came right. out last year. No, I was thinking of stealth. I was this, too. This guy. <laughs> this, this guy. How often do you think of stealth? Yeah, Never. The stealth is one of them. This guy's like a serial killer, and his body ends up in a drone. Oh. And, and you know he like it's very child's play where he's out in the storm and it, it's just, but like like he gets like shot the little, and gets the little propeller drones yeah oh wait no is this the one your it's, cell phones it's, no bad cell phones drones. evil bees no it's evil bees so the drone is the drone is flying around uh going after his ex girlfriend who he abused <laughs> now, that's not crazy Should enough you throw a rocket there's a scene where the drone shows up at his brother so the brother's chilling in his house a drone comes through the window a drone. Mm-hmm. Like a propeller drone you could get from like Radio Shack comes in his room and like he's like what and it knocks over the picture of the two of them together and he looks at him and he's like he looks at the drone and he's like is that you oh my god <laughs> how would you know oh how would you know what's your All brother right, Tim if you became a, dr- a drone how are you going to solicit this this is going to be my birthday movie how we're are, doing we're doing drone for my birthday next us? month I'm gonna knock I'm gonna come in here and just like turn on some movies okay like, is this Tim I'm, we're gonna do the drone for my birthday okay. It I was is, I was wondering what you were thinking for this year. Scary, but it's not. You can. It's just I'll kind just of carry a baseball bat. It, you're not gonna. You're gonna laugh. We're doing drone because I think Ken is gonna be to get a kick out of it. <laughs> 2017. Happy birthday. Have you seen it's got us. a bloody drone on the poster? Oh my god. Um, I don't know. Is this it? This is ridiculous. This is no. Nope, I don't understand it. how that gets made. You like, said 2019. How? 2017. I think how? the drone. The drone. It's funny concept, but like they actually went through <laughs> and made it. Get it. Get it. on the poster. That's it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we're doing yeah, that. Looks good. Oh man, that's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's been influenced by this. Uh, I would recommend seeing War Games though. I was. It is really you know good. what this was reminding me a lot of was um, Terminator Three. Yeah, yes. At the end, when they have to yeah. go to the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah you're right. Because you actually see sort of the uprising yeah. of the machines. The fax machines are coming alive and murdering people in the office. This is a Terminator prequel. Uh, this is definitely a Terminator prequel. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I mean. It is. This is Skynet. This is an earlier version of Skynet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's the Whopper. It's Whopper. They wanted to beef up security yeah, they need to around the Whopper. That Whopper. <laughs> How much was, was that, was that viral that marketing? I thought Whopper had 100% beef already. <laughs> you need more beef? Um, okay. What's Do you guys have any favorite things from this movie that you haven't talked about yet? My favorite thing is um, the Seattle factor. I thought that I like was that really, too. really fun. Tim, what about you? Any favorite things that we haven't talked about? Things that you like? We haven't talked about? Mm-hmm. How much of a jerk Falcon was. It was really funny. 
Mm-hmm. He was kind what of a jerk. changed his mind? He just showed up know. out of nowhere. Oh, also, okay, he was like, I don't so care if we die. Kids, we're going to burn like, up. We're going to die. Yeah. And then the two kids are like sitting on the shore, like, we're going to die. And then the helicopter shows up and he's like, he sold us out. And it was just like, you're about to die. And as you know, he's running what, alongside what? him like Indiana Jones. Like, what are we doing? And then, anyway, and then yeah, he's they a run jerk. To, like, the, he's like, come on. And then they get in the chopper yeah. with him. Like, what is happening? Yeah, he's a and jerk. We, we confused. And why did he go pick them up? We didn't know why it was called Joshua. His son. His son. No, no, no. We, uh, we thought that was a login. Yeah. But it, like a password. We thought it was a password or something. Yeah. But he started referring to the computer as if its name was Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I, don't I, mean, know. I felt he, like that was. I thought it was the, I think the name of the system he created after his son. Yeah. It was like the profile, but like. And he yeah, figures it, it out. It's kind of weird that he's too. talking to it. I love like all the old tech in it, if I'm tr- honest. Like they were looking at yeah. microfilm. I, said, I was his, like, man, this, this, is called, a this is called the Google search. Yeah, Google now. Like he was I in the library with like Sam. those books and like. I was like, this is a throwback. Yeah. And they were like digging for information. And he, and yeah. She's like, I haven't seen you in school for a couple of days. Yeah, I've like, been like, I've been going doing some research. <laughs> his parents weren't paying attention. Like, yeah. he's just straight up not going to Oh, school. he was very unsupervised. I did like that too, where they were like, he fits the profile. Like, yeah. isolated. Um, Got access to a computer. And like, not, not a lot of strange from his parents or something, or something like that. An intelligent underachiever. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Fits the profile. Yeah. Kendon's been listening to the last podcast on the last uh, last podcast on the uh, left about Lee Harvey. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Fits the profile. It's such a crazy episode. It's fun. It's fun. A lot of conspiracies around that. Okay, so War Games. Matthew Broderick. What's uh, our our girl's Allie? Allie Sheedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that would be my second favorite thing is just having her She's as good. like a I liked the general character. as well. Yeah. The general character I oi, really liked. Oi, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, and the pterodactyl drone. Oh, uh, the pterodactyl drone. <laughs> flying I, yeah, I was confused. I was like, a ter- wait, what were we were, we were like watching? watching the fairies and it was so Land like, bizarre. The, Land before then, time. Yeah. <laughs> I like at some point it turned into Metal Gear Solid, which is oh, a reference yeah, we made again. When he breaks out. He, yeah, yeah he, he breaks out. He's sneaking through the, the vents. How does yeah. he break out of that? How does he even sense? break out of that? that was, we didn't even get to they that. They kept putting him in like random rooms. Like, like no one's... No, it's you like, don't nobody was ever supervising the guy who they just established was probably a Soviet spy. They were like, we think you're a spy. Who they think is working with some but Soviet we're gonna spy. we're going to leave you in On something as important room. as nuclear war. They left him in the room with access to the computer. And like no one yeah. saw him goofing around like... No. Yeah. It's the most... There's no windows in the room that they put him in? Yeah. And they left him with the horniest guard possible, apparently. And he's able ew, to leave and ew, get on a school bus gross. and get out? Yeah. 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 That was all... That was nuts. Snake! <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. Oh, man. So, War Games, is it a classic or a oh, yes. oh, it's classic. Definitely. Sure. It's a classic. Movie. Thank you, it's Tim. Good. Thank I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Can't wait to do the drone. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> that sounded like a dance. Do the drone. Oh, I see it. <laughs> okay uh the drone will be coming up in april next week is a surprise because we don't know what we're doing do we know yeah. no we, no, we have ideas, ideas but we don't know yet okay we'll decide and we'll let you know later friends when what kendon what will we be next week we'll be back what are your ideas <laughs>